0: You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash.
1: What's going on? What's happening? What you doing, Raider Nation? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. It's Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. Got your boy Q here as training camp continues to roll on. Today is the day that I'll be absolutely out of pocket. Today is the day, I'll warn you off top, today is the day that I won't have my cell phone around me, I won't be around NFL Network, I won't be around Twitter, I won't be around any of that. And really, that's a good thing, because some days you just need those days where you just take a step back and you don't have any kind of communication, and you just really... Uh, uh, decompress, And so that's what I'm really going to do today. Uh, I've told you multiple times that I'm headed out to Schlitterbahn. It's out there near San Antonio. Big time uh, water slides. Uh, Little Q's is going to be in the house. The wife's going to be in the house. We're going to have a, a lot of fun and uh, I'll probably be gone all day long. So anything that happens today as far as Raider news goes, I won't know until, well, probably late. Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning, but all day long, I will be away from my phone, away from any kind of form of communication, especially Twitter. Twitter is like the devil. (laughs) You gotta stay away. Sometimes, man, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'll be sitting there and somebody will be talking to me and I'll hear their voice. I'll hear what they're saying but I won't really hear what they're saying because I'm reading something on Twitter or else I'm responding to something on Twitter. So, yeah, man, I got it bad and uh, today is a day that I'm not gonna have it bad. I'm gonna refuse to get caught up in Twitter or any kind of cell phone or anything like that today what I'm gonna do is be at the water slides with my son going out there having a good time and uh, keep my phone in the little locker there and I won't have to worry about nothing so it is what it is vacation at its best is gonna be today but before this all happens I got to get into the podcast I got to drop the podcast before I head out to San Antonio right absolutely because Tuesday was their second day of padded practice matter of fact today the good thing about me going to Slitterbond today is the Raiders have the day off. So the only thing that really could possibly happen today is the fact that maybe some guys get cut. Maybe some guys get released. Maybe some guys get signed. Stuff like that. Front office transactions. That's the only thing that really could happen today because the Raiders are off of practice. So Tuesday they did have a a padded practice. Antonio Brown, he practiced. Not for the whole time, but he did practice. He went out there for a little while. He burned Trayvon Mullen, burned Garyon Conley. Looked pretty good. He did have a trainer look at his foot for a while. That was according to Paul Gutierrez at ESPN. And uh uh, you know, and then he, he after burning Garyon Conley, scoring a touchdown, he just kind of walked off, uh, took off his pads, played with his kids, and, and went on into the locker room. And, I mean, it sounds like he's getting better. I mean, it sounds like he's recovering from whatever little ailment. But the thing about it that's mystery, mysterious to me about the whole Antonio Brown situation is, one, if it's just such a small, minor, whatever, detail, how come they're not saying what the injury is? That's one thing. And then the other thing is just it seems like it's such a mystery that it's almost like it's... It's blowing up to be something bigger just because it's being so secretive. And they're being so secretive. And he comes back and practices on Sunday. Then he doesn't practice on Monday. Then he's back and practices first day in pads on Tuesday. It's just really, really strange. And John Gruden, he did talk to the media. Uh, There was other guys that talked as well, different players from the team that talked. But John Gruden talked to the media first. And I'm not going to try to put too much on this. Sometimes we hear things and we really run with it. I'm not trying to take too much from this. But John Gruden just sounded maybe... Maybe "irritate" is not the right word, but maybe annoyed. Maybe annoyed is the right word. Sounded like he was a little bit annoyed with this whole Antonio Brown little type injury situation. Here he is real quick. It's a real quick uh, little uh, back and forth with a couple of the reporters that are there in Napa. Antonio Brown was in pads for the first time. How did John Gruden think he looked?
0: Like he did in shorts. He's uh, getting close, and um, hopefully after the day off, tomorrow he'll get closer. But um, we need him on the grass we need him to get going and he's chomping at the bit he's not a real patient guy and uh, hopefully it'll be sooner than later
2: um was it always the plan to have him do what he did and and leave yep
0: yes what's his injury i'm not going to get into all of it really he's uh day to day and it's nothing serious but it's something that's going to take a couple days and uh We'll keep
1: you posted. So again, I don't want to put too much on that and, and, and really try to read too much into it, but it just sounded like Coach Gruden was just a little annoyed. Again, uh, irritated probably is the wrong word, but annoyed is a little bit better. Just sounded like that wasn't what he really wanted. You know, he's talking about we need to get him on the grass. We need to get him out there and you know, we got to take it day by day. He'll get there. It's, it's almost like a passive-aggressive type type thing. And you know John Gruden is famous for that. So uh, something to, to continue to monitor and something that I will continue to monitor. Uh, also, during the media sessions. I mentioned uh, head coach John Gruden. He talked. Defensive back On Conley, he talked. Safety Carl Joseph talked. Rookie defensive back Trayvon Mullen, who returned from missing one day of practice. He had that slight uh, wrist injury. He was out there practicing on Tuesday, and he talked to the media. And then safety Jonathan Abram, the rookie, uh, a guy that a lot of people, including myself, are very high on because he walks, he talks, and he looks like an absolute raider. And the way he's out there playing and the fact that a lot of guys have to tell him, hey, rookie, pull it on back a little bit. You don't have to go 150 miles an hour. You don't have to go super aggressive. You don't have to be over Uh, Again, I like that, man. I've said that on the podcast so many times. i much rather have a guy that you have to tell, hey, dial it back some, dial it back some, dial it back, instead of you have to push him to get a little bit more effort. Hey, man, I need a little bit more effort out of you. i much rather tell a guy, hey, dial it back, than I have to tell a guy, I need a little bit more effort, I need a little bit more effort. So, uh, yeah, that's just what it is when it comes to Jonathan Abram. And I mentioned Trayvon Mullen returning from injury, that little wrist injury that he had. He said it was nothing serious. He just wanted to make sure that everything was good. So he took that day off. But then he also said that he felt like the culture was beginning to change there with the Raiders. He said that he was able to see that in between him, Cleve Farrell, Hunter Renfro, guys that were brought in from Clemson that were brought in to help change that culture. He says that he could feel the culture starting to change with the guys, with the attitudes and the players. And so that's a good sign. Again, it's early in training camp but still a good sign to hear, especially from a rookie who knows what a winning atmosphere looks like, so or, and sounds like, and feels like. So that was good to hear from Trayvon Mullen. And again, I listen to all these podcast or not podcasts, but all these media sessions through Periscope, the Raiders' periscope account you can too they're really really good tuesdays was about an hour and 21 minutes but the first 30 minutes was nothing so they just had it rolling for 30 minutes before anything ever popped up but you can fast forward through it and everything so uh, i encourage you to do it because it is really some good stuff and i can't play all of it because then i'll run out of time here on the podcast but uh, trayvon mullins a guy to look out for i think he's gonna be really really stinking good now the big move of the day big move of tuesday was my guy Ronald Ali, the guy that I was having real high expectations for, thought he had a chance to make the 53-man roster. I just said that on Tuesday, but I did caution and say, you know what? The guy hasn't practiced since Saturday, and that's not good for a guy that's trying to make the roster. He's got to get out there. He's got to participate. Your best ability is availability. Well, he still was not available, and John Gruden and Mike Mayock decided to pull the plug on him. So, Ronald Ali is no longer a member of the Raiders, and uh, so that story, that cool little story, ended before it ever really got started. He was waived. Tight end Eric's swoop. He was way, remember, he was with the Colts last year, and I said when I went through the tight end position that, uh, yeah, he wasn't going to make the roster anyway. He didn't do anything with the Colts, so uh, whatever. He's out of there. Ali's out of there, and now they did sign defensive tackle Ethan Westbrook, so uh, we'll see what he can do in training camp. He has an opportunity. The thing about it, the thing I've noticed from this, everybody who's in camp has an opportunity. It's all about what you do with it, what that guy does with it. Once you're in camp, you have the chance. You got the stripes. You got the right to go out there and make something happen. Like John Gruden said, take some somebody's job. Ruin someone's dream. Ronald Ali's dream is over. It has been denied. It's now a nightmare. That's what John Gruden told all those guys, and they really didn't listen, apparently, because Chris Warren III, boom, his dream is over, even though he's meeting with the Seahawks uh, today, I believe, and whatever. It is what it is. And then uh, Ronald Ali, a guy that a lot of people had high hopes for, including myself, his dreams are already over, and that's how quickly it happens in the NFL. Now I will note one thing I wanted to point this out because I found this pretty interesting Uh, John Gruden made mention of 7th round draft pick Quentin Bell that he hasn't been practicing. He actually said his injury is not as bad as they feared. They hope to have him back in a week or 10 days which to me means he's in their long term plans. Now it might not necessarily mean 53 man roster. I said on Tuesday I felt like he was probably going to be a practice squad guy or injured reserve guy. That sounds like what it's going to be. I found that to be pretty interesting I mean I really really did I mean, because that is one of those things. It's a 7th round draft pick. If you don't have any kind of expectations for him, you can let that guy go just like you let a Ronald Ali go or just like you let a Chris Warren third go. You have a 7th round draft pick. He's out. He's injured. You thought it was really, really serious but come to find out it's not as serious as you thought it was and he's going to be out for seven to ten days and you're willing to wait, that sounds like a guy that is into long-term plans for the Raiders. But that was just one of my observations. And then I just want to play one more little piece of audio for you. It can't be more than like two minutes at the most. It's John Gruden talking about Derek Carr, how other players around him, his weapons around him, are trying to actually catch up to him because he knows the offense so, so well. And I'm not trying to toot Derek Carr's horn, but again, I think it's a hell of a compliment from head coach John Gruden, especially with, uh, you know, a lot of Raider nations still have questions about Derek Carr, and that's fine. Not mad at that. Also, he talks real quickly about the backup quarterback position and Nate Peterman? Yeah, he actually gives Nate Peterman a compliment and I'll tell you right now, there's only one guy that I know of at Count On Me 209 as a guy who has believed from the gate that Nate Peterman is going to be a guy John Gruden really, really likes. I will say that that is the one guy that I know of for a fact who's hit me up multiple times and said Nate Peterman is going to end up being the dude. Who knows if he's going to end up being the dude or not, but John Gruden gave him a hell of a compliment and then on top of that he doubled down with compliments and he was talking about Max Crosby and talking about his effort and how much effort he gives, something I talked about on Tuesday's uh, episode. So check it out. Here he is talking about Derek Carr, Nate Peterman, and Max Crosby. At
0: no one particular time in those game situations, you seem to be really happy with a, a check down that Derek made. Is that just kind of a further indication of how you guys are kind of growing together and kind of getting on the same page? We've been letting Derek call his own plays in the afternoon. It just, um, I just can't tell you how far along he is. We're trying to get everybody up to his speed. We've got a rookie tight end, a rookie slot, a rookie running back, a new right tackle, a new left guard, and uh, we're working a lot of new pieces in. But his command is uh, very good, and his playmaking has been outstanding. How
2: would you assess the uh, backup quarterback competition?
0: I like these guys. This Peterman. Nate Peterman, uh, it's not to cut you off, this Nate Peterman is growing on me. He's, uh, uh, he's athletic. I know he's had some nightmare performances in the NFL, but when you watch the film, you can see why. Uh, it's not all his fault but he's got some talent, he's got some athleticism, he has some experience. Here's an opening day starter for the Buffalo Bills last year. I take that very serious and he's smart, uh, he's done a good job, he's been consistent and I think he's starting to get his confidence back and we all need that.
1: What first impressions of uh, Max Crosby so far here
0: in, in Napa? I like Max, Mad Max. You see us run gassers afterward, he beats everybody. Um, his pursuit to the football has been incredible. He's got a ways to go yet as a, a pass rusher, developing, you know, an inventory of moves and recognizing plays and situations, but nobody works harder. You know, he might lead the league in effort, and that's a hell of a compliment.
1: So I found that to be pretty interesting, pretty uh, nice little compliment right there from John Gruden about Mad Max Crosby. And believe me, I didn't play that to say, see, I told you, but just kind of wanted to reaffirm what I kind of felt like I already knew about Max Crosby and the kind of player that he is and the kind of player that John Gruden was looking for. And I also thought it was kind of cool for him to say what he did say about Derek Carr, about how he is uh, trying to get all the weapons around him up to the same level that Derek Carr is on right now. I think that's a positive moving forward for the Raiders quarterback. One note that I didn't mention that I heard on Tuesday while I was watching nfl network no it wasn't tuesday it was all day monday when i was watching nfl network david carr let it slip out and i don't know who else might have picked up on it or heard it but he said that Derek carr is building a house in las vegas and his next door neighbor is john gruden his next door neighbor is john gruden now i'll tell you right now i'm not trying to re-fire up the whole Derek Carr is he or isn't he the guy it's conversation i'm not trying to do that but when i find stuff like that or i hear stuff like that i like to bring it to the table so everybody's aware of it If this is true, which I believe it is because I don't know why David Carr would throw that out there, but these guys both are having houses built next door to each other in Vegas. Now, if that doesn't feel like I'm very comfortable as the starting quarterback of this team and I feel very comfortable in my role, I don't know what does. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not buying a house somewhere and I don't think I'm going to be there. You know what I mean? These guys aren't there now. They're going to be there in the future. Their houses are not built yet, but they're building them right next door to each other that's a boldy move right there for a guy who most people believe is you know on his last leg or could possibly be on the way out the door if he doesn't perform this year and hey he still very well might but that's a pretty pretty bold move if you ask me so i thought i would bring that to the table and i forgot to mention it on tuesday so i apologize for that coming up in segment number two gonna talk about the secondary gonna talk about the linebackers who i think makes it who i think doesn't make it i'll tell you right now if you're one of these guys that i say i feel like they're gonna make it there's a good chance you're gonna get cut because so far i've had a running back get cut i've had a defensive lineman get cut all guys that i thought had a chance to make it and kind of were my last few guys that i put on the roster so if you're one of the last few guys that i put on the roster there's a good chance you're gonna get cut maybe even today but we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two before i get into that though i want to tell you about five star painting a neighborly company five star painting looking for new owners to join their growing company could this be the perfect opportunity for you are you driven do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur if you're interested in running your own business all you gotta do is pick up your phone text five star Five star, the word five star, F I V E S T A R, to 87000. Do it right now to learn more. Choosing to start your business with five star painting means settling yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at the business. It's real, real simple. As a five star painting owner, you'll be a part of the greater neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownerships. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and even Mr. Rooter. So again, text 5STAR to eight seven zero 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 to learn more about the Neighborly brands that may be available in your area. And definitely, definitely want to thank them for being a supporter and a sponsor of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Segment number two is up next.
3: You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Alright Raider Nation, here we are segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on the last day of the month, that's right Wednesday, July 31st, 2019 gonna talk about some position battles gonna talk about the defensive backs the secondary as far as the corners, the safeties go, and also the linebackers who do I think makes it, who do I think is a practice squad player, who do I think gets cut I've been doing it with every position and uh, now it's time for the secondary and it's time for the linebackers, so we'll start things off with the linebackers. Alright, this is who I think is gonna be the starting linebackers in the 4 three, six. Vontez Burfitt. Tahir Whitehead, and Brandon Marshall. But that all is, as long as those guys are all healthy. Tahir Whitehead, I I feel pretty good about the fact that he's going to be healthy. But Brandon Marshall, we all know that the Raiders have brought him along very, very slowly because he's been a guy that was banged up a lot when the Raiders brought him over from Denver, and so he hasn't really got a lot of playing action. He hasn't really got a lot of time to show what he can do, and it's early in camp. So, hopefully, Brandon Marshall is healthy, because when healthy, even John Gruden mentioned it, he's one of the better covering linebackers in the league. So, Brandon Marshall will be a starter as long as he makes it through training camp healthy and that goes with Vontez Burfitt as well somebody that I've talked about in great length on this podcast was not a big fan of the signing we all know that but a guy that can be a leader in this Paul Gunther led defense A a guy who can call all the plays tell everywhere where to line up I mean a guy who's very knowledgeable in what is going on in Paul Gunther's scheme so he'd be a very big asset to the team if he's able to stay healthy and get through training camp. I'm not too sure exactly what the plan is, if they plan on giving him extra days off, if they're planning on, you know, just kind of easing him through, maybe treating him with kid gloves, because again, he gets banged up quite a bit. So Vontez Burfitt, Tahir Whitehead, and Brandon Marshall will all be the three starters in the linebacking position on Paul Gunther's defense, as long as all three get through training camp and get through the preseason healthy now I think Markel Lee will be a, 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 a backup I think Markel Lee makes the team as a backup Nicholas Morrow I think that's a guy that the Raiders are pretty high on so he'll be one of the first ones off the bench as a backup uh, Jason Cabinda I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna give him the nod and, and keep him around and then Tevin Coney. I think as an undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame, I think he's going to be a practice squad guy or he's going to be on the 53-man roster, like barely squeak it out. And if he does that, he's going to have to do that by way of special teams as well. But I do think Tevin Coney has a place on this roster. I'm very excited about him, very excited to see what he could do. That's a guy that I really want you to pay attention to, Tevin Coney. Either he makes a practice squad, in my opinion, or he's on the 53-man roster. So let's just see how that shakes out. One more linebacker I want to point out, Kyle Wilbur. I believe he'll make it on the team as a special team guy. Now, again, that's a lot of linebackers. Vontez Burfitt, Tahir Whitehead, Brandon Marshall, starting three. Markel Lee is a backup. Nicholas Morrow is a backup. Jason Kabinda is a backup. Tevin Coney, practice squad of 53, and Kyle Wilbur on special teams. Now, look, a guy like Jason Cabinda, a guy like Markel Lee, a guy like Tevin Coney, a guy like Nicholas Morrow, they could all be on special teams as well. So don't get that twisted just because uh, there's a few of them. They could definitely be on special teams as well, play different roles. And so it's not just the linebacking core that they have, but there are also guys that can be on special teams if need be. James Kowser, the guy that was always on the team, off the team, on the team, off the team. I believe, if I'm right, that he got cut earlier this offseason. He got released earlier this offseason, so he's not even there right now. And then Koa Farmer, uh, hes I don't know if he's even there right now, but he's not going to make the squad either. I feel pretty confident about that. The linebacking core is something that I'm interested in but I feel like it's pretty clear on who's going to make the squad. I I need that position to develop. I need that position to end up becoming a really good part of the defensive unit, not uh, an Achilles heel of of the defense. And that's what it's been for years. So, Vontaze Burfitt, Tahir Whitehead, and Brandon Marshall. Those guys, I said it on Tuesday, are not long-term fixes. They're guys that'll be there for right now, maybe one more extra year. So guys like a Markel Lee, a Tevin Coney, that's why I really like him, because I feel like he could be a young dude, come up in this system, and be a, a real good linebacker for the Raiders for years to come. Jason Kabinda was really good at Penn State. Maybe he could translate that to the NFL. Who knows? He got a little bit of run in 2018. I would like to see him stick around because he's a young dude. Again, this is about building the, the foundation and being successful not for one year not for two years but for the long haul so that's that's what I'm really interested to see when it comes to the linebacking core now the defensive backs I I don't think it's a, a big mystery on who makes the squad who doesn't make the squad who's a starter and who's not a starter Garyon Conley, he looks like the guy that they expected him to be when they drafted him in the first round, number 24 overall, even though I was not happy about that either when I was in Philadelphia because he had so many legal things and challenges going on in his life at the time. I didn't think it was worth the first round draft pick, but uh, a very private guy, a guy that John Gruden says he tries to get him to take his hood off just so he knows what who kind of guy he is, uh, but he's a guy who looks like he could play. You know, Now, Antonio Brown has you know, burned him a couple times, burned him on, on Tuesday for a long touchdown, but that's Antonio Brown. Who is he not going to burn? So Garyon Conley looks very much the part. Daryl Worley I think he's going to be the part I think he's going to be the starting defensive back across from Garyon Conley but I don't know how long he's going to stay there I think Trayvon Mullen the rookie out of Clemson I think he's going to come up and take that spot at some point I really really do I think Daryl Worley will probably start the season off as the as the other defensive back across from Garyon Conley if Garyon's on the right then Daryl will be on the left I think Trayvon Mullen comes up and takes that spot at some point. I really do. I know a lot of people are pretty high on Daryl Worley. I'm not one of them. I just think he's okay. So I think that there's room for improvement. I think Trayvon Mullen could be that guy. He knows how to win. He did it at Clemson. Uh, He didn't give up any touchdowns in his collegiate career. I think once he figures out Paul Gunther's scheme and what he's actually doing, you know, what, what kind of technique he's supposed to be using, and from the sounds of it, from his media session he had on Tuesday, sounds like he's really, really working hard to try to get there. So I think at some point, Trayvon Mullen takes that starting spot but at first it'll be daryl worley so i have the starters it's garyon conley daryl worley and then lamarcus joiner who is a safety but like john gruden calls him a swiss army knife will move down to the, the slot position and uh, be that slot defensive back now a couple uh a couple backups. Isaiah Johnson, the rookie out of Houston. I believe he's going to be a guy that makes the roster. He's got that long length. He's got that length that Paul Gunther's going to want in that defense. A guy that looks similar to maybe uh, what Will Jackson looks like in, uh, in Cincinnati right now. I think Isaiah Johnson could be that dude, so watch out for him. He has a little bit of work to do. He has a lot of actually a lot of refining to do, but once he gets that, he could be one of those defensive backs that comes on and you're thinking, man, where did he come from? He's a rookie out of Houston. Keep your eye on him. Nick Nelson, the Raiders got him 2018 in the fourth round I was pretty high on him he came into camp last year with an injury this year he's fully healthy I think he takes a step forward and really I think the Raiders are expecting him to take a forward and a step forward and if he doesn't it'll be a major major disappointment because man that was a guy I talked about before he had the injury that he suffered while he was trying to prepare taking visits to different uh, to different teams during the draft process he was a guy I talked about in the first and second round he ended up falling to the Raiders in the fourth round thought it was a really good steal he really didn't do too much in 2018 but again having a year under his belt being 100 healthy you got to watch out for him so nick nelson makes the squad lamarcus Joyner makes the squad trayvon mullen makes the squad daryl worley makes the squad garyon conley makes it now the safety position jonathan abram and carl joseph those are the two starters i mean just it is i thought that carl joseph was gonna probably be traded there's a chance that he gets traded at some point i just don't think so uh not only is jonathan abram and, and and carl joseph look the part of the starting safeties for the raiders they're also roommates together I find that pretty significant. I just don't think that Carl Joseph would be a roommate with Jonathan Abram and then all of a sudden they up and and trade him. I just don't see it. Now, if a team comes with some kind of Out of outrageous offer and the Raiders can't refuse then I mean that's one thing but I just don't think that they're looking to trade him now once they put him in the same room with Jonathan Abram matter of fact Jonathan Abram and Trayvon Mullen were supposed to be roommates and instead Jonathan Abram kind of insisted that him and Carl Joseph be in the same room together because they stay up all night looking at film and just studying and talking technique and talking football And those guys I mean they're damn near best friends so I just don't see Those two getting broken up. I don't see Carl Joseph being moved at this point. And that's a guy I thought there was a good chance he was going to get traded before training camp was over. I do not think that at this current time. As far as other safeties on the roster, Curtis Riley, the free agent from uh, the Giants, I I think he ends up getting cut. Yeah, he was a former Fresno State dude, but I think he's going to end up getting cut. Jordan Richards, he's out of there. He's not going to make it. Eric Harris, that's a guy I haven't mentioned yet. He'll make it. He'll make it just because of effort, and and he's a depth guy. He only has a one-year contract. Uh, John Gruden seems to like him a lot. He could also play on special teams. He does make plays when he's in there on defense, so yeah, Eric Harris will make the roster as well. Keyshawn Nixon, the guy that I I was kind of excited about. He's out of South Carolina. I thought he had an opportunity to make it. I don't think he's going to make the squad. If he does make it, I think he'll only make the practice squad I don't think he makes the 53 man roster not sure if uh if he's going to make the team at all seeing a couple headlines where he's been getting burned a couple times in in training camp and so I'm not sure if he's up to you know up to par with what they need him to to be that was an undrafted free agent so that that could happen you know how that goes Dylan Maben he's going to get cut if for no other reason because I really don't know too much about him. am not even going to try to lie to you and try to front Isaiah Langley I believe he's going to get cut and I'm telling you right now it's going to be for the exact same reason as as Dylan Maben I don't know too much about him, haven't heard too much about him definitely think both of those guys get cut uh, Dustin Levitt, he's going to get cut as well for all the same reasons again, these guys that I really haven't heard anything about, uh, I-, I could be not knowing who they are and I could be totally off or I could just say that you know what, they're guys I don't expect to make the roster, and I don't expect those guys to make the roster. The guys that I already pointed out are the ones that I do expect to make the roster. So here we go. Linebackers, Vontez Burfitt, Tahir Whitehead, Brandon Marshall, Markel Lee, Tevin Coney, Practice Squad of 53 Jason Cabinda, Nicholas Morrow, and Kyle Wilbur. I expect all those guys to make the roster as far as linebackers go. Defensive backs and safeties, Garyon Conley, Daryl Worley, LaMarcus Joyner, Isaiah Johnson, Trayvon Mullen, Jonathan Abram, Carl Joseph, Nick Nelson, and Eric Harris. Those are the guys that I see making the roster, making the 53. And then, like I mentioned with uh, Tevin Coney, I think he can make the practice squad. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon may be a guy that makes the practice squad, the undrafted free agent out of South Carolina. But if not, he'll just get cut in my opinion. That's just how it's going to shake out. So, that's the linebacking core, and that's the defensive backs. That's kind of my breakdown. I know that it's really bad whenever I say that a guy is kind of on the bubble, and I, I had to think twice or three times about him. He always ends up getting cut the next day. That's happened twice. It happened with Chris Warren the third. It happened with Ronald Ali. So, uh, good luck to any of the defensive backs and uh, any of the linebackers that I kind of said were on the bubble and maybe make the squad. Good luck to you, because apparently I've been the kiss of death lately. So, that is what it is. Segment number three is coming up next. Your call straight out that locker on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 this is the locked on raiders podcast
3: you are locked on raiders your daily podcast on the oakland raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: All right, here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three on today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Final segment of the day. Final segment of the month. It's Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. Got your call straight off the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Nico in North Jersey. Haven't heard from him in a minute. He's calling in to speak on training camp. The fact that football's back. He's talking offensive tackles, Trent Brown and Colton Miller. Plus, talks about a couple rookies he's excited about. Here he is, Nico in North Jersey. Yo
4: Q, Raider Nation. It's your boy Nico from North Jersey. It's been a minute since I called. I didn't have much to say during the summer months, um, the slow football season of the summer. Um, but now we're back. Football's back, man. This is great, great time. Training camp just started the first weekend. You know, I got a lot of things I want to say. Um, I'm going to try to keep it under the three minutes. Um, but some things that I'm really hearing that I'm liking, these two tackles, man, Colin Miller, Trent Brown, especially in today's um, padded practice, I'm hearing they're dominating. They are dominating. And all the drills that they do is geared towards the defense. So for the offensive tackles to be dominating is something that is invaluable to our success. And Derek Carr's protection is is paramount to our success. Another thing, Jonathan Abrams, I'm hearing nothing but good things from that guy. He's one of my favorites already. Um, I love his demeanor. I love his attitude. I love his leadership. I love his energy, playmaking ability, hard-hitting ability. I love all of that. So, I'm really excited to see what he does. I'm hearing nothing but good things from Renfro. I know you're a fan of him, Q. I'm a fan of him, too. I like that slot, uh, weapon that we have there. Um, Tyrell Williams, hearing nothing but good things from him. Him, the camaraderie between him and Derek Carr looking very good. He's, uh, he's a burner. He's got some size. Carr likes that. I want to talk about this Antonio Brown, uh, NFI list. I'm not worried at all. He even came back a little bit yesterday or two days ago. I'm not worried at all. He keeps himself in the best shape. He has the best work ethic in the entire NFL, so that's a non-factor for me. Um, but, yeah, those are my, those are a few of my takes, man. I can't wait to hear more about this. I know you can't believe everything you hear um, from training camp because they're all boasted, but, man, those two tackles, man, that that is very, very, very important for us. Very important for us. Protecting Derek Carr is the number one thing for this team to be successful. So, Q, Radio Nation, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the training camp. I can't wait to start calling again because football is back, baby.
1: Yeah, it sounds like Trent Brown is really out there killing it. Sounds like Colton Miller has gotten a lot better from uh, year one to year two, gotten bigger, got stronger, got a little bit faster. I think that those guys are are really solidifying those roles, and and that's a good pickup. Trent Brown was a good pickup, and uh, I've been seeing some nasty things that he's been doing to guys. And look, these guys are still going to get beat, but it sounds like it's in a lot better position, that offensive line, as far as the tackles go, in a lot better position than it was in 2018. I'm with you on that, Nico. And those rookies, you're excited about i think everyone is pretty excited about those rookies but nico wasn't done it's again it's been a minute since he's called so he had to call a second time calling to talk about three guys he feels like will go under the radar for the raiders in 2019 and play a major role here he is one more time nico in north jersey
4: yo q raider nation it's your boy nico from north jersey again uh just calling again because i forgot something in my first call uh to say a statement and kind of pose a question to the rest of raider nation and obviously uq um three guys i got um that are going to go under the radar, okay, that the rest of the league is sleeping on that play a major role on this team, okay? Two are going to be more of sleepers. One, some people might know, but I've been beating his drum all day. That's Carl Joseph. I don't think the league really understands what this guy can do. Um, Second year with Gunther, um, I think he can do major things, and I've said this in the past. So he's one sleeper. He's probably the more high-profile sleeper of the the two that I'm going to name. The other two sleepers that are going to play a major role on this team, if they are good, we will be good, and I can guarantee it. Darren Waller, okay, the guy's a freak. Okay, athletically he's a freak. I'm, I'm hearing good things about him in camp too. Um, he's going to be a mismatch because he's so fast and and he's athletic and he could catch and everything after the run and everything. Um, I know it's a downgrade from Jared Cook, the name obviously, but it's kind of the same prototype. Okay, they're both athletic freaks. Um, I think Waller actually has more upside, to be honest with you. And the other one is Max Crosby, okay? This guy, okay, he was a mid-round pick, small school, high motor. He can be in our rotation. He's going to be in our rotation. But if he succeeds, this team can succeed because they need someone to rely on to rush the passer, okay? And that doesn't go without saying we need pass rush, obviously. So those three, and I want you guys to let me know what sleepers on this team Okay, that everybody's sleeping about, maybe outside Raider Nation or even inside Raider Nation. Um, what sleepers on this team, if they're successful, will be successful? Obviously no big names, okay? What sleepers? Let me know. I can't wait to hear. Take care.
1: Safety Carl Joseph, tight end Darren Waller, and defensive end Mac. Crosby, someone I mentioned in segment number one. Carl Joseph, I think he's going to play a hell of a role across from uh, Jonathan Abram. I think that might be a nice little duo for uh, for a time to come. I mean, I know Carl Joseph is going into his last year of his contract, but man, if Carl Joseph and Jonathan Abram all of a sudden make a nice one-two punch, man, you can lock those two guys up. You know, have those guys for a while. Obviously, Carl Joseph will need that contract immediately, but man, Jonathan a- Abram's going to be there for three or four years. He's got the fifth-year option. That could be a really nice duo. It really, really can. Tight end Darren waller is a guy that i'm somewhat excited about but i want to temper my excitement because he's very athletic he's able to do a lot of good things but he's not consistent he's got to build some consistency he's put some balls on the ground during training camp and that's not good that's like very ricky dudley like i mean ricky dudley was a hell of an athlete he was really good when he was catching the ball but then when he wasn't catching the ball he's putting him on the ground and it doesn't do you any good if the ball's on the ground something Derek carr has dealt with so much throughout his career guys dropping the ball so darren waller's got to perfect his craft before he could really be that dude. And Max Crosby, we'll see. We'll see. We know the effort's going to be there. Talked about it in segment number one. The effort will be there and see how he can take that his game to the next level and be that guy. But uh, I understand why you would say he's going to be an under-the-radar guy and he can be uh, play a major role for the Raiders because if he's on, he absolutely can be. Next call, JC Raider out of Ogden, Utah. It's a real quick call calling to speak on a few subjects, including the Locked On Raider Nation Facebook page, T-shirts that have been made, and... Q, who's Q smoking and more? Here he is, JC Raider out of Ogden, Utah.
2: Hello, Q. This is JC Raider out of Ogden, Utah. Uh, quick call. I just wanted to say I'm really loving that Facebook page.
5: It's really cool. Good job, Chase
2: Raider, and also on the
5: shirts you're doing
2: and everything else. Awesome job. And I liked your uh, who's Q smoking segment. That's great. Keep that one up. And like I told you on Twitter and that's about it except i'm getting so excited for the opening game for football to start i'm gonna be at the at oakland row 19 against the broncos monday night football and that's about everything love you raider nation jc raider
1: out thank you for that call my man a lot of folks working behind the scenes chase raider in oklahoma like you mentioned not only put up the facebook page working on those t-shirts hey man Go ahead and sell whatever t-shirt you want to sell, but make sure I get one. Just make sure you send one to your boy. All right? Reach out to me, my man. At your boy Q254. Send me a direct message, and uh, we'll link up. But I got to get me a t-shirt or two, man. Those things look sharp. Good uh, good work on that. And who's Q smoking? That came from T3 Raider Facts. Uh, That was a great suggestion, and that's something that I'm going to implement all the time throughout the podcast. It won't be daily, but it'll be whenever I feel the need to smoke somebody. I absolutely will. Next call comes from Peg Leg Raider calling in to speak on... Who's Q smoking segment? <laughs> Here he is. Peg Leg Raider.
2: Hey Q. It's Peg Leg Raider down in the 210 calling to thank you for Who's Q smoking. So full disclosure, I went to Texas. I have a decent amount of burnt orange in my closet, not nearly as much as I have silver and black, but it's there. And he was my boy. I wanted to ride with them. I was always silent. I was on the moving the fullback movement, and then I see this fool shows up and is not ready at training camp. How how do you show up at training camp to miss weight? So uh, the who smooth, who smoking segment. I love it. Keep it. It's awesome. And yeah, you you gave him the business. That man earned the business. So good segment. Keep it up, uh, nation. I'm looking forward to hard knocks. I can't I can't wait to watch. I'm like everybody else, D V R is set. Cannot wait for the season to get going. Peg leg raider out.
1: Clearly that's something that people like and uh yeah, Chris Warren the definitely needed to be smoked. That's why I gave him the business. Not only did I smoke him, but I gave him the business. When I give someone the business, that's when it's serious. That's when it really goes down. In the town with Julie Brown. And it did. I gave him the business because he deserved it. And and everything you said, Peg Leg Raider, uh, you said it in a lot less words than I did. But yeah, you're spot on with exactly how I felt about that. That's a damn shame. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. And those segments will continue. Please believe that. H in Albuquerque, he's up next at 707-654-4693. Has a few random thoughts to talk about, including training camp site of the future for the Raiders, an annual Halloween game for the Raiders, and a possible uniform tweak. Yeah, here he is, H in Albuquerque. What up, Q?
3: What up, nation? This is H in Albuquerque. I'm calling with somewhat semi-random thoughts about the Raiders, uh, some things I've been thinking about I wanted to share. Um, The first is the training campsite. Um, There's been a a lot of talk lately about um, uh, where the Raiders will train permanently, and um, I didn't understand why they had to move the campsite to Nevada when they have such a great site in Napa. You know the accommodations at the Marriott are great. To walk right out to the fields, and then they just built a new facility uh, that Del Rio had asked for. It seems like such a great site, and I'd like to see them maintain a presence in California. Um, so just wondered what people thought about that. Uh, I did see an article recently that Mark Davis was saying they could stay beyond 2020, and I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them keep that site as a permanent home. The other thing I want to talk about was an annual Halloween game. I think it'd be really cool if the Raiders had a game on Halloween night every season. You know, they have, uh, there's Thanksgiving games that are pretty popular, and I always get annoyed that the Cowboys and Detroit Lions are always playing on Thanksgiving, even when they suck. And I think they've added a third game because of that, because the Lions are just horrible. Who wants to watch that game, no matter who you pit them against? but I think with the Raiders costumes and everything every year, I see some really cool costumes that I had never seen before. And could you just imagine like some of the great, uh, Raider fans that dress up Dr. Death, gorilla, Rilla, gladiator, Raider, the violator to see them every, uh, every time on hall. I know that it would be, um, kind of difficult because Halloween changes days each week, each year, but, um, I still think they could make it happen. And, um, I've also saw something online where um, people were trying to get Halloween moved to Saturdays, and so I just think it would be the Raiders in Halloween would be perfect, a primetime game on Halloween night. Lastly, and I know this is probably going to be a bit unpopular, but I was thinking uh, when they moved to Vegas, what if they had a slight uniform tweak? Um, I know, I think we have some of the, the best uniforms in the NFL, but I still think there could be some improvements made. Um, I really liked the all-white color rush. Not saying that they should go all-white permanently, but I think I like the white jerseys with the silver numbers better than the black numbers. Um, But also I saw a game, I think it was Army, was playing, and they had all-black uniforms with black matted helmets and black face masks. And I thought it looked really awesome. What if the Raiders had all black like that? Black pants, black jersey, and a black matted helmet with like a silver shield on it. I think that would rock. And now that they're going to be in a dome at home, the black shouldn't matter with the sun.
1: I saw somewhere where Mark Davis was talking about keeping training camp in Napa at least for another year, uh, maybe even two, would like to stay there, but I also saw Amy Trask fire back, and I really respect Amy Trask, saying that because of the contracts and because of the state income tax in California and Nevada, it's a whole lot different there and it would really affect the players in a major way if they did have training camp there in Napa. And then also, part of the the deal with them getting that stadium in, in Las Vegas was that they had to have their training camp in Nevada so a spot like Reno might actually be a better spot for them to be at instead of being in Napa, which, uh, yeah, that's just some stuff I read. Again, I you know, I don't get onto the political side of things and, and uh, you know, who, who, who gets what on what side or whatever. I don't really get involved in that too much, but I, I swear that that's what I read from Amy Trask and a couple people from Las Vegas said, yeah, that's correct, that uh, they do have to have their training camp somewhere in Nevada, and I think Reno is going to end up being the spot. But we'll see how it all shakes out. I know Mark Davis did say he wanted to do that. An annual Halloween game? That'd be probably cool. I, I wouldn't have no problem with that. I think it'd be pretty cool. But I'll tell you right now, maybe it's the old man in me. Maybe it's the get-off-my-lawn old man. I don't know. I don't want the Raiders uniform tweaked at all. I don't care. The color rush jerseys are cool. I will admit that. The throwback jerseys are cool. I'll admit that. But as far as I'm concerned, everyday Raider gear is silver and black. Straight up. I don't care about having any kind of tweaks to the regular uniform. Now, if it's a special uniform for something, cool. But outside of that, silver and black all day for me. That's all I need. But thank you so much for that call, H. in Albuquerque. Just got a couple more calls left for you. T3 Raider Facts calling in with his five quick hitters of the day. Here he is, T3 Raider Facts.
5: Hey Q, this is T3 Raider Facts with my five quick hits for the day. Number one, you know what's coming, hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. Number two, what do Chris Warren III and Amari Cooper have in common? They both want to get paid, but neither one of them wanted to be a Raider. In the words of former Baylor and FL great Mike Singletary, I want winners. Number three, I hope, hope, hope that all the things that Richie Incognito was saying in camp are true and that we can all believe in him to put forth his best effort. The Raiders used to be known in their heyday as a team that could master the reclamation project. Well, maybe this can be the very first one in the Gruden-Mayock era. Just hoping, baby. Number four, I've got my tentative 53-man roster all completed, version 1.0. Yeah, I've already replaced Chris Warren with James Butler. I'll keep you up to date on guys who I had making the roster if they get cut. I want to at least show them some love on the way out and hope they hook up somewhere else. Q, so far you and I are in disagreement on three roster spots, one on offense and two on defense. And Yes, I am counting that oafish pick I made on offense that made the number 34 look really bad. Number five, I heard Josh Jacobs' interview with Steve Smith Sr. and he was asked the question, who are your favorite running backs? Well, here are my top five running backs of all time. Number five, O.J. Simpson. I know, I know, but I said running backs, not people. Number four, Gale Sayers. Number three, Barry Sanders. Number two, Jim Brown. And number one, Walter Payton. By the way, Marcus Allen is number seven on my list just after Marshall Falk at number six. All right, that's it for today. Peace out, Raider
1: Nation. Hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. I agree with you 100%. Hopefully it gets done. Uh, Updated 53-man roster he was talking. Richie Incognito being the guy he's been saying he's going to be. Five favorite running backs, and then Coop and Chris Warren, how they were very similar. Thank you, T3 Raider Facts, for that. Now, final call of the day comes from Mario in Tucson, calling in for multiple reasons, including Little Q being here with me in Texas, talking about the December 15th game and why he can't make it, Chris Warren the third, and then he goes in. And then he goes all the way in. You want to talk about who's Q smoking, who is Mario in Tucson smoking? Here he is right here.
6: Q, what's up, my brother? How you doing? What's up, Raider Nation? Hey, Q. Uh, first thing I wanted to say was, uh, it's good to hear that you you know spending some time with little Q you know while he's you know in Texas there with you you know before he starts his basketball season and going to school and all that stuff. That's the kind of you know things you know father needs to be doing, hanging out with their kids you know any time as they can. Uh, number two, as far as I wanted to go out there and you know go see the December fifteenth game, but. My daughter uh, is about to have a baby, and it's going to fall somewhere in you know before that game, I guess, or, or during that game, so I'm not going to be able to make it out for it as much as I wanted to. I'm telling you, I really wanted to be out there, but family comes first, and there's going to be many more Raider games at the Death Star that I'm going to make sure that I try to get to, see if I can get to maybe one or two games a year over there. Then I'm going to try to make sure I get a chance to meet everybody from the podcast and everybody from the Raider Nation that I can once I get there. You know, make a weekend out of it in Vegas. Who can beat that? Uh, Number two, what's up with Chris Warren, man? Your one job, shout-out a year. All you need to do is come ready to play. Come in shape, come ready to play. What the hell's wrong with this guy, man? He had an opportunity to try to make himself a big part of this team and he just screwed it up. But you know what? You can't show up and, and be ready to go, then you got to go, bro. You got to go. Third, I just want to say something real quick about uh, any reporter, any writer, any person that sits there and hides behind a pen or a computer screen or a phone making comments about our team. They need to shut the hell up. They don't know what they're talking about. This season hasn't been played yet. We got a lot of talent on this team. This team's going to be improved and it's going to be better. Hell, they're probably going to make it to the playoffs. But, you know, I don't want to go on a rant about that. I just want anybody out there talking crap about our team, you don't know Jack, shut up. Stop writing stuff. Stop hiding behind the screen. You know what? You're going to say something. Put your name on it and stay in front of everybody. You know what? You got, You got. know, You got that kind of, you know, you feeling that brave? Come on out here and say it in front of the Raider Nation. Get on get on the podcast and say it. Don't be a little scared little punk writing stuff. As you can tell, Q, a little fired up, but you know what? It is what it is. I don't want nobody going after my squad, man. Other than that, Raider Nation, Q, I wanted to make sure everybody knew how passionate I was, and I guess from the last call you can hear it. I really just don't appreciate anybody trying to throw dirt on us before we play one game, take a snap, throw a pass, you know, run the ball through the, through the around the end, scoring touchdowns, before we even get the season started preseason started. Training camp ain't really going yet, but we got people out there already throwing dirt on us, burying us before we even play. Yeah, we got a tough schedule. Yeah, we got to travel a bunch of miles, and yeah, we got a bunch of games in a row when we don't play at home. So what? If you're a good team, You go out there and you find ways to win them games. You find ways to beat the odds. That's what good teams do. And I think this has a chance to be a good team. Anybody that wants to sit there and bury us before the season gets started, writing stuff, or or just saying things, trying to down us or clown us, bruh, go somewhere with yourself. You need to go write a story about yourself and and put what your shortcomings are out there for the world to see. Because it's not really fair – to try to bury us before we even play the game. You know what I'm saying? Let this team gel. Let them come together. Watch what they do. They're going to be better than they were last year. I guarantee that. You know that. But, you know, Q, I didn't want to rant. I didn't want to rave. I didn't even want to yell and scream. But it was something that I got tired of hearing. And one more thing about the dude that called in trying to be a a semi-Raiders fan, a semi-Cowboys fan. Bruh, there's another podcast for you to call. It's called Locked on Cowboys. Go, go, you know, put your dirt with them. We don't want it on ours. We got a real family going on here, and you don't need to be part of it. You need to go be part of the, you know, silver and blue and, and the, you know, go hang out with the cowgirls. Let you Go hang out with them, man. Get off our podcast. You don't deserve to be on. And you know what? I, I ain't even really got much more to say. I'm a little fired up right now, but I did want to say to Lena and the other young lady that I was in contact with about trying to get tickets and all that for that December 15th game, I just wanted to tell them thank you for all your hard work. You know, much love on my side. I will have to catch you guys at the Death Star in Vegas because I'm going to be sorry that I'm going to have to miss the game because my daughter is going to have a baby, and I'm pretty excited about that. Family first. But, you know, to all my Raider family, I hope y'all have a good day. Let's stay together, y'all. Let's don't do anything to break ourselves apart. Let's get this going. Raider Nation for life.
1: I'm out. Good stuff, Mario. Great call right there, and I'm with you 100%, especially on those anonymous guys, and I kind of went off on them uh, not too long ago just saying that it's ridiculous, man. If you're gonna get behind someone, you're gonna smear someone, I get it. Sometimes in this business, man, you have to go not on the record. You have to be able to tell somebody and say, hey, but you can't use my name, and that's cool. But you can't go and smear someone and just you know just go off on them and talk about how bad they are and just you know really give them the business without putting your name on it. I think that that's cowardly, so I don't like that either. So Mario, I completely understand your call. Appreciate the passion, my man. Definitely thank you for the call. And uh, thank you for the the compliments about hanging out with a Little Q. That's my guy, man. I wish I could hang out with him every day. Uh, but obviously, he's got to get back to Cali and uh, get ready for his school year. It starts, I believe, uh, August 12th at Roosevelt High in uh, Fresno. He's going to hold it down, uh, get back to that hoop court. But yeah, man, it's been a lo- it's been a blast having him here and love every single minute of it. So that's it for me. I'm off to Slitterbond. I'm headed to the water slides. About to get my water slide on with Little Q and the wife and, uh, you know, a couple other folks that we have going out there. With us. So we'll see how it goes. Today's the off day for the Raiders, so it shouldn't be many news and notes unless there's some transactions that go down. Uh, besides that, not a whole much. Uh, I might not have a podcast tomorrow. If I do, I might actually. Uh, dude, not an old podcast, but the one that me and Travis Wingfield did uh, when we did the, when we hosted, when we covered, when we filled in for uh, Locked On NFL for Matt Williamson, I might just go ahead and drop that one on there just for anyone who hadn't got a chance to hear that on the Locked On NFL Network. I might go ahead and drop that on Thursday's episode just to do it, just to have an episode and put it out there. And like I said, for anyone who didn't get a chance to hear it, I thought it came out really, really good. So, uh, like I said, I'm off to the water slides. I hope everyone has a great day. Enjoy the Raiders' off day. There won't be any injuries, that's for sure. And that's positive until then oh wait hold on before i let you go before i say uh just win baby and all that good stuff i also got to pass on a little bit of nose or news about Nereon ball man remember he was a a raider remember the raiders drafted him he used to be a florida gator but the the raiders drafted him in uh, 2015 and uh, he's just been going through it man he's been really really going through it he's in the hospital uh dealing with all kind of medical conditions And uh, he's got a GoFundMe page right now. Again, like I said, dealing with all kind of medical conditions. He was diagnosed with a rare congenital condition called Yeah, that's a heck of a word. It's AVM. The condition causes the brain's blood vessels to get tangled and rupture. And, man, I'm telling you, it's a really sad pictures. Really sad pictures of him on uh, the GoFundMe page. And so I want to show a lot of love to Nereon Ball, man. That's some real serious stuff. Uh, We talk about this game. We talk about these players sometimes really bad. But remember that these guys are humans, too. And, uh, man, just seeing this pictures of Nereon Ball and you know how he's, he's trying to raise money for his medical care or people are trying to raise money for his medical care the good thing is they were trying to raise $100,000 on GoFundMe right now they're at 101 plus thousand dollars that's pretty cool raised by 1,678 people in seven short days that's really cool I was kind of scrolling through the people that donated and one guy's name was Khalil Mack and they de- donated $7,000 I don't know if that's the real Khalil Mack but if it is shout out to him <laughs> if it is that's really really cool so uh yeah uh, if you want to find it you can find it i'm sure it's on twitter i'm sure it's on uh, facebook uh, i know raider allen georgia he actually said it to me uh Nereon ball man let's uh let's go ahead and, and, and pray for him and, and you know just wish his family all the best and everything pray for the family because i'm sure they're going through everything and uh it just it really sucks, sucks man and and uh i also had another guy at high sinberg 90 who actually said man let's go ahead and and shout him out on the podcast and and either dedicate the season to him or something like that i think that's a great idea as well blue ridge raider matter of fact that's his name he's uh he's showing that love to to Neryon ball and wanted me to pass that on i think that that's something that we absolutely need to do and also keep that in perspective all the time because that could be anybody you know that could be anyone in your family that could be one of your children that can be anything and that's so so serious so uh blue ridge raider thank you for passing that on raider allen georgia thank you for passing that on as well raider nation pray for Neryon ball and his family and until next time as always just win baby